Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Joy of Junk Journals, the Paper Outpost podcast, covering everything from paper crafting, junk journals, making books, um, life of a crafter, you name it, we talk about it here. Uh, So today's topic is um, how much to buy and how much to make, uh, or, or how much to make with the stuff that you already have. Um, I've kind of been wondering about this lately in the old realm of the craft room itself. I do a lot of organizing of my craft room uh, supply drawers because I got a little, uh, I've got quite a few supply drawers and they get pretty messy as the year years go on, years, (laughs) as the year goes on and I um, have difficulty finding what I actually have because they're messy. So I do need to do at least an annual thorough clean out of every drawer so I can mentally take note of what I have to use it up again. Now, there comes the quandary, and um, I think that um, others probably experience something similar when you're organizing a drawer. Um, is it, does it make more sense because we're crafters, right? We like to make things to make your own little crafty cubbies in your drawer? Or does it make more sense to go to the Dollar Tree or maybe your favorite little, um, I don't know, Ross or Marshalls or Target or wherever you get your cute little cubby things, um, Office Depot, and buy something that's already made or maybe that's super pretty and expresses your personality. Um, Or maybe you want to make something yourself and express your personality with it and use it as a cubby or a holder or a container. Uh, The quandary comes in the joy factor. How much joy does it bring? Which direction you go in? And then how much time does it take? And if you're having minimal joy and it takes a lot of time, then maybe that joy and time is best spent elsewhere unless the monetary cost of it prohibits you from actually going and purchasing the fancy little uh, drawer organizers or something like that. And... um, So I've been kind of rolling around with that back and forth, and I've made some of my own containers. Sometimes I just take a a regular uh, water bottle, like a little half-liter bottle, and cut it off, and that I use as a little cup in my drawers. It's very quick and easy. I don't have to go to the store, and I happen to have a ton of these around because I drink a lot of water out of water bottles, and um, so it kind of puts garbage to good use, which I like, but I'm not against shopping for cute little containers. Um, The cuteness factor inside my drawers isn't as important as the functionality for myself personally, but I don't mind a dose of cute. Don't get me wrong. I am all about a pretty little doodad here and there that's functional that I um, enjoy seeing every time I open the drawer. It makes me feel good. Um, But I will personally put functionality over the the cute factor of it in my drawer. Um, So I kind of lean towards the functionality, but I have been doing a lot of drawers and I'm thinking, hmm, I'm getting a little, you know, blasé about my my own little half water bottles that I've been cutting up and and putting in there. And while they work and they're they're awesome because they're clear and I can see the product all the way through and everything and, and it's very easy to grab and I can take it out put it on my desk and put it back, which I like. They're uh, limiting because they're not rectangular shape or square shape. They don't have right angles. And that uh, limits the amount of real estate that I can use in my drawers for organizing. And that's a negative. So, um, you know, does this exist anywhere else in the world other than, I guess it does. This occurs in the bathroom drawers, makeup drawers, Um, anywhere you're going to organize stuff, I guess in kitchen drawers and things like that. But for crafters, organizing stuff always seems to be 
uh, something that we get to ponder about and think about a lot because we can't fight. Let's face it. We can't get away from it. Um, we just dive into crafting. We don't have any stuff. Then we start to amass stuff. And, um, I do mean amass stuff. We start to gather everything that, you know, could be used as a craft supply is gathered homes. We ferret it. We bring it home. We squirrel it away. We tuck it away and we say, Oh, I'm going to use that someday. And then we totally forget we have it. So not only does this show up in the organization of the craft area, craft room, craft zone itself, it also shows up in our crafting. Often uh, we'll come to the point of wondering, hey, should I make an embellishment or should I buy an embellishment? They've got some really darn cutie duty, uh, patootie embellishments at the Dollar Tree or at Michael's or at Hobby Lobby. They're all pre-made and they're so darn cute and all you have to do is stick it on. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. Maybe that uh, is easier. Maybe you have fingers that cannot manipulate small things easily so it's cumbersome. In other words, it's not fun. It's not enjoyable to try and make tiny little delicate uh, embellishments. Maybe it's much more fun just to make your journal and decorate it in a basic way and hey, you grabbed some embellishments at the Dollar Tree and you put them on there and you're feeling good about it and life is grand and that's all that matters. Um, Or maybe you live in the camp of hey, I really like to make my own embellishments. I've got all this stuff. I might as well make embellishments with it and uh, that way I can I can follow a theme or I can I can use certain colors that I want. I can use I have a lot more um, independence in the style of the design if I'm making them myself. And I'm also using up all my little scraps and bits and bobs. And that really makes me feel good. And there's great joy in that. So that's the direction you go. And all directions are fine. Um, There is no right or wrong way to do this. There is uh, creative freedom, artistic freedom. And, uh, but you, the important thing is that you're honest with yourself and, and you don't compare yourself to others and you don't get all hung up or wound up about the way Sally Sue does it because Sally Sue does it that way. Um, I'm not doing it the right way if I'm not doing it that way. No, that that has to go. Then you have to release yourself from that and just say, you know what? This way works for me or this way feels good for me. And, uh, you know, it may not be perfect and I may not have used 100% of my real estate in my drawers um, uh, efficiently, but you know what? I know where that little item is and I can grab and get it anytime I need it and it's okay and that's fine. And, or, you know what? I like to make some embellishments, but sometimes I like to buy some pre-mades. Maybe I'm not the best bow tire and I rather just buy you know, a set of pre-tied bows already and let somebody else fuss with that. Maybe I like to buy pre-threaded needles. How about that? You know, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, as my eyes go, I, uh, as I get older, I'm totally appreciating something like that. Um, and you may have seen, I, I like to use really big needles with giant eye holes that, you know, um, are very easy for anybody who can, you know, has a hard time seeing, can get that through there. I know there's that little gizmo thing that comes with every little sewing set that you can poke through there, but then I got to pull it out. And I honestly, I, I, I know it's in my sewing stuff. I just, it's, it's not easily accessible, which shows that I have some improvement to uh, bring to my craft room organizational area because everything should be easily accessible and the, close, the stuff you use all the time should be closest to you. Um, but knowing that, okay, let's say you're going to have your tape and your scissors and your glue and all that stuff and your paper clips and all that stuff close by. But then when you start to put the stuff that you really like closer to you, 
the stuff that you either don't like as much right at the moment or you sort of forgot you had gets pushed out to the periphery, the farther away spot, so that when you're sitting there or standing there at your desk, you may not venture over to get it. And then it goes into the giant abyss of the unknown. And here comes that little issue about how much stuff is too much stuff. Because if you got so much stuff that you can't even remember that you have it, um, it doesn't exist if you don't remember you have it. Or you might it might exist next September 2022 because that's when you went through the drawer and you found out that you have it. And and the rate I'm going, it's going to take me till September 2022 to complete my uh, my 20. Uh, um, 21 uh, clean out here, which I think I actually started in 2020. So hmm. <laughs> something to think about. But uh, I, you know, one thing I can say is that I feel I feel like I'm making progress. It's not super rapid, but it is making a huge difference as to what I draw from every day, and um, it's it's definitely a great refresher as to um, what is there and what can be used, and it's helping me when I go out. <clears throat> not to shop. Uh, when I shop, I shop. I, like, yeah, this doesn't go always this way. But my intention is when I shop, I shop with intention. In other words, I go out and I get what I want and I come home and I don't brag or don't uh, drag home all the stuff that um, just sort of caught my eye on the way out the door. Um, and it does still happen. Yes. And sometimes I just like to go out there and just have a good old shopathon. Um, but I, uh, overall, most of it, I would say is more intentional. Like I'm going out to get reader glasses. Okay. Cause I can't find my 100 pair of reader glasses that I already have, but actually I have a little, um, competition now for my reader glasses. My little, uh, Maltese dog sunshine is, um, loving to play with my readers. Yes. I sit here with him on the couch and he loves to pull my readers off my face. And these are El Cheapo readers. I'm going to get these from the Dollar Tree and stuff. So I don't mind too much, but he uh, loves to pull them off my face and then he loves to scamper away. And then I get, I get to chase him and get my readers back. And, and inevitably now that he's becoming a little more of a a grown puppy, so almost seven, almost eight months old now. Oh my gosh. And, um, he, his big boy teeth are putting much, many more scratches and he's able to destroy the glasses. So, and it's also not safe for him to chew on them. I know that. So I have to chase them and and get them back pretty quickly, but I've probably lost about a good five, six pair to those little puppy teeth turning into little puppy adultish style, at least teenage puppy teeth. So, um, um, yes, so that was my intentional shopping. Go to the Dollar Tree, buy your readers, and um, get rid of the, the ones that have all the scratches because they bug your eyes when you wear them. And uh, uh, just be honest with yourself. Are you really going to grab the scratched one again? Even though you feel like, you know, it's always good to have an extra pair. Um, having a few extra good, clean ones um, unmarred might do me better in the long run because it keeps my crafting easier flowing, easier going and, uh, kind of removes any, um, you know, anything that throws your creativity off, like you can't see well, um, you might want to ask yourself, you know, do you have your readers on? Do you have enough light around? Um, is your space clean enough so that you can function comfortably? Um, you know, things like that are, are your things where you can see them? Um, in the drawers. We're back to the drawers again. Uh, So yeah, it's a long journey, but I think I'm going to, I I know I'm making progress and I know I'm using the stuff in the drawers that I have cleaned. So it's not fast, but it is effective and um, eh, it, it feels good. So there you go.
the little trifecta there. <laughs> so if you're having experiences like that where you're kind of meandering through your craft area, craft room stuff, and, and you know, wondering, should I make little containers out of cereal box bottoms? Awesome, why not? How about cover them in, you know, scrapbook paper and make really cute ones? Or how about taking a manila folder and just making some, you know, like uh, different separated zones in your uh, um, craft drawers to kind of help organize your stuff? Um, I'm totally all about that. And I probably will do that coming up in the future too, because sometimes you have to uh, create something uh, that needs to be a specific size in order to hold the item or items that um, you have. And sometimes self-creation of these things is the smartest, best, and most efficient way to do it. And if you can make it pretty, why not? All the better. Um, Hey, who says you can't put glitter in your drawers? You totally can, and it's not just for kids. And um, you can put rhinestones and, and line your little new cubbies with pretty little decorations. Maybe I should do some decorating of my little cubbies. My cubbies are maybe looking a little bland. But I also have to decide where am I going to allocate my time? Where is my time best spent? Um, you know, for me, it's, you know, am I making videos? Am I organizing? Am I making podcasts? Am I making journals? Um, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> you know, and uh, is it fun? It's got to be fun. And um... when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, um, yeah, kind of um, if you find yourself overwhelmed or stuck or you find that there's maybe a little place that's not a happy place or a happy zone in your crafting area or your crafting nook, um, kind of rethink it and say, you know, what could I do to this area or this nook or this drawer or this journal or this, um, you know, envelope that I'm decorating, whatever it is. How could I make this more fun? How could I bring more joy into this experience? Um, would it be, would it be having new supplies? Maybe it would be. Maybe it's just having new ideas. Maybe I just need a new idea and then I'm off and running. Maybe I need some inspiration to give myself a boost into where I'm going with this. Maybe I just need to think about a different color to bring that into the realm and see if, if that jazzes things up and gets me going. Maybe I need to my, make my place more comfortable for me to be. Maybe I need a softer chair. Maybe I need a firmer chair. Maybe I need a pillow behind my back. Maybe I need one under my bottom. Maybe my, my chair needs to be able to go up higher or lower with that little lever under the chair, and I don't have that. Or maybe I need a stationary chair that won't roll, roll around on my puppy's tail. Maybe I do. <laughs> uh, or maybe I, I uh, need to consider standing while crafting because maybe it hurts my back or my neck or my knees or my hips. Or maybe I sit in one position too long and I know that's not good for me so I need to get up and stretch or maybe uh, do a little um, you know, uh, stretch or exercise or yoga routine like five minutes before and after I craft or maybe in between just to get my, my body a little relaxation and uh, repositioning every once in a while. Um, so not only do our drawers need sprucing and um, uh, 
efficiency maintenance and cleaning out. Um, we do too, as crafters. I mean, we are the mobile um, beings that create these things. And, you know, we want to be able to soar to the greatest heights that we can with our creativity. And we want to have a blast along the way. And, um, you know, we can create our masterpieces. And uh, maybe they're only masterpieces to us, but that's just dandy. And who cares, right? Um, uh, we just want to have some fun with paper. And somehow, across this world, we're finding that a lot of us really love to play with paper. And um, I don't know if it's just something that harkens back to younger days where we were gluing and cutting, you know, in school and, and just kind of making you feel grounded. Um, and uh, like in a, in a good place, a good, uh, a good environment, a growing environment, a creative environment. And uh, maybe we're trying to reawaken that in our, in our um, uh, different stages of our life. Um, I know crafting for me has cropped up many times and I've been very phasic through my life with it. I would say initially, okay, there was not a, my parents were not crafty at all. No, no. Uh, my dad, uh, he did play the violin, but my mom was, she was kind of more work oriented. Um, but you know, later in life though, she pulled out her crafty wand and had some fun. Uh, she got into uh, redesigning an old house and and she would be painting it and and designing it and she had so much fun like uh, working with these old floors these old wooden floors and bringing them back to life so she had her own creativity in her own way so um, yeah I take that back yeah no parents parents they were creative I just it was just through a different avenue that's all it was and um, I think a lot of us are like that you know a lot of people think they're not creative at all have you ever noticed that people say oh no no I'm not I'm not creative no I'm not I can't draw and I can't create and or I just I don't know where to begin or that just seems overwhelming when I go into the Hobby Lobby or Michael's I just like everything looks so amazing but I don't even know where to start and uh, you know I just want to put out there that there's there's no right or wrong place to start and uh, you can do a little dabble or a big dabble but all those um, I call them toys all those toys in those stores they're all for you they're all for you and you can play with a little of them you can play with a lot of them um, but uh, the fun is there to be had for you too and you don't even need to buy all that stuff from the uh, stores you can just be at home with a piece of paper and a pencil and have hours of fun with that and um, even before gluing and cutting comes into the realm. Um, so um, I, I think everybody can experience the creative fire in some way, shape, or form. I hope you do. I hope you give yourself the opportunity to just shake off whatever the day's thrown at you. And you know our days love to throw stuff at us. And, uh, you know, coming into our crea creative realm is a special place a lot of us hold dear because it's a, it's like a safe space. It's like a sacred space where we just get to be with ourselves, our thoughts, our hands, our eyes. We get to feel the papers and the fabrics and the textures and the richness of everything that we're making and playing with. Um, and that's a very special time that uh, it's, a, it's a real gift uh, we give to ourselves to allow ourselves to just relax and go into that mindset where it's okay just to relax, let your hair down, let your thoughts flow out, let the day slip away, let it be out there doing its day thing as it always does. And 
we all have a lot on our plate and we all have all that other stuff in life going on and uh, may this always be your special place you know where you can you know have a happy place a happy time um, some happy moments in the day where it's just nothing but you and yourself and the papers and the glue and the scissors and you're having fun and you're snipping and you're gluing and you're not too judgmental with yourself but you're just kind of seeing where your little mind your little mind our little minds our minds take us on these grand adventures because you never know where they're going to lead it's always down a new rabbit hole of hey let's try this on that or or how would this look against this or or what well i never thought about doing it that way what if i did that and uh um uh, you know, invite yourself to your own party, you know, because in a sense, this is really a party you're having. And uh, it's a celebration. It's a celebration of color and fun and smiles and excitement and joy and then sharing or not sharing. That's okay, too. You don't have to share. You don't have to show anybody anything or you can show the world and say, look what I made. And it's all okay. And uh, so I hope you're having some fun out there. I really do. I hope you're having some fun out there. And um, we are definitely so thrilled that you choose to hang out with us and just, you know, you know, dive into whatever the papers mean to us today. And uh, the, the papers are very peaceful, very peaceful, happy place today. And uh, I'm thinking about what I'm going to be doing in there today. Um, I've got some ideas as I'm walking in the door. And often those ideas change as I make my way from my craft room door to the craft room chair the whole process can change a thousand times over. So give yourself the freedom to create, uh, to play and create. And um, big hugs from all of us to all of you. And I'll be talking to you soon. And uh, see you back over there at the Paper Outpost. And uh, hear you here at the, uh, um, at the Paper Outpost podcast. Take care, everyone. I hope you're having some crafty fun. Remember uh, that fun can be simple. And create with reckless abandon. Take care. Bye. Bye.